Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What's up, everybody? Long time no talk. Back on the podcast, I don't even know how long it's been. I guess I'd have to go on Spotify and see uh, when the last episode was, but it's been a long, long time. Been taking a little bit of a break from the podcast, uh, but that is okay. We are back now. I am back now, and so you guys are going to be getting your questions answered here on the podcast, and I'm also going to be throwing in some more topic-based podcast episodes. So I'm back. Thank you guys for being here and for listening to the show, submitting to your questions. Really appreciate it. It allows me to create content to help people learn more about health and fitness and improve their lives. So in one way, you are contributing to uh, the process of people improving their lives through health and fitness, which is pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. So if you're new here and you don't really know how this this show works, I kind of alluded to it, but this is just a super um, laid back show where I answer your health and fitness questions that you send in through Instagram. So if you have a question that is related to health, fitness, or nutrition, and you want me, a fitness and nutrition coach, to answer it for you, you can just send that question in on Instagram, uh, specifically on my Instagram story. So the days change here and there, but for the last few months, every Thursday, I do a uh, Q&A on my Instagram story there. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. So if you find me there, you can go to my story on Thursdays and you can um, go into that question box that says, ask me anything and submit your question there. And then I'll answer it shortly there on the, uh, the Q&A on my story. And if it's something that I think that people need to hear or it's a really good question that I wanna talk about and answer, I'll, I'll answer it in more detail here on the show. And just in case you don't know, you can also find previous Q&As or previous answers to questions uh, on my story highlights. So after each week uh, of the Q&A, after the 24 hours in which the Q&A is on the story, um, I will put those those uh, highlights on my uh, Instagram page. So let's say you miss one week, you want to go back, you can just hit the question mark highlight there that says Q&A and go ahead and um, sift through those, those questions and answers there for some tidbits and some insight and uh, advice on all things related to health, fitness, and uh, nutrition. So that's how you go ahead and do that. Make sure you submit those to Instagram uh, if you want those uh, questions answered. Today, we are going to be answering a few questions. We're going to be talking about very simple things that you can incorporate as you're trying to make changes to improve your your health, your fitness, nutrition, whatever that might look like. So very simple, tangible stuff that you can apply like literally today. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about the importance of rest days and why it is so important to take those, even if you feel like they're not worth it, they're a waste of time, they could be impacting your progress, all that stuff. So we're going to be talking through that. Um, so make sure you tune into this episode for more on uh, those things. Now, like I said, if you want to submit a question yourself, go ahead and do so on Instagram. The last thing I have to say to you guys before we start getting into uh, the, the topics here is that I am going to start doing a little bit of a giveaway for uh, ratings and reviews. So what we're going to do is this. So I'm not partnered up with Viore. I just love Viore, and I think everybody needs to wear more Viore. <laughs> it's like there's some of the best 
like athleisure wear I've ever worn in my entire life. No joke. Again, not a lot. Like I don't have any sort of like sponsorship, not getting paid to say this. I just freaking love them. And I love gifting VR to people. So what we'll do is this is, uh, if you leave a rating and review on, um, Apple Podcasts, you'll be entered to win a uh, gift card to or for uh, Viore. So go ahead and go to the podcast, find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you can go ahead and leave it a rating and review on there. And then every single month, I will go ahead and announce a winner from that pool of ratings and reviews. So make sure you go ahead and do this. If you're listening to this episode, either pause it right now, leave a rating and review if you've listened to the past or finish listening to this episode, leave a rating and review afterward, but make sure you enter to uh, win that Viore gift card by leaving that rating and review. Now, the, the last thing here before I let you guys go to listen to the remain uh, the remainder of this episode here is, as you may know, I'm a health and fitness coach. So that's what I do full-time for a living. I coach people one-on-one uh, to their, their health and fitness goals. And a lot of that, um, as far as the business aspect goes, uh, has to do with content. So I create a lot of content to uh, give you guys resources, advice, insight on all things health and fitness to make improvements in those areas of your life, even if you're not working with me. So if you want some more content to uh, help you make changes, whether it's for fat loss, building some better arms, working out from home, learning how to manage your nutrition while you're traveling, we've got all sorts of free guides for you. You can find any of those uh, to download for free at pullmanfitness.com free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com free. The first question that we'll be answering today is from Gigi Gryffindor on Instagram. What are some simple, small things to incorporate on a health and fitness journey? I loved this question uh, because the simple, small stuff is always so overlooked, right? It's not flashy. It's not sexy. It doesn't promise a, a quick fix. It doesn't promise drastic results in a short period of time. Um, and so we just tend to overlook them. You just tend to overlook them. They're overlooked. Uh, and there are tons of different things that you can be doing each and every day to make a drastic change overall in your health. And there are two two other reasons that I really find this question super important to answer. One of them being, uh, I was I was I was playing uh, catch. I was throwing the football around with a buddy the other day, and he was like, "Dude, the the." The advice that you gave a, a while back on just having one big serving of greens every single day made a profound impact on my health. He's like, I normally got greens here and there, but having that consistency not only has created a, a more of a ritual and a habit and a routine in my life, but it's also influenced me to make more health conscious decisions. And I just feel a whole heck of a lot better. And so it was cool to hear that from somebody that just one simple thing, like get one big serving of greens every single day has that impact and ripple effect on their overall health and quality of life. So I was like, wow, okay, sure enough, there's another, you know, uh, another piece of evidence or anecdote showing that the little things are super, super important. Uh, the other, the other reason I think it's so, so crucial to talk about this is because ultimately what we do throughout the day is decided by routines, habits, rituals, tiny little decisions that we usually don't consciously think about that end up stringing to stringing together our whole entire day. And so if we're able to turn these little tiny decisions into healthy habits or have, have these tiny decisions come from healthy habits, over a grand period of time, we can make a massive impact on our longevity, our health, our quality of life. Uh, and I think that's super important and we can't overlook that. So I loved this question and I want to take some time to go through some super, super simple ways that you guys can be uh, 
are super small things that don't seem that important that can actually make a really big impact in uh, your life. So the one of them, the first one I wanted to talk about is a step goal. Uh, and this doesn't have to be a, for, uh, for a particular reason. It's not to say, oh, 10,000 steps helps you inherently lose body fat. Not at all. This is just to help you make your day more active. Yes, obviously, if your day is more active, you're going to be burning more calories throughout the whole entire day. It is likely going to be easier to lose body fat or stay leaner. But in my opinion, as just personally and professionally, there are way more benefits that are even more important when it comes to a step goal. Um, being active not just has an impact on your body composition, but it has an impact on your health. It has an impact on your mental health. It has an impact on your drive, your outlook. Uh, if you get, you know, if you spend the whole day inside versus getting 30 minutes outside, most people listening here would say, yeah, that usually makes a really big difference in my day, in my outlook on the day, in my productivity, all that good stuff. So having some sort of step goal, some sort of minimum that you strive to hit at least a majority of the time, we're not expecting it to be perfect, but at least a majority of the time can make a really, really big difference. And what I encourage people to do is just do a little bit more than what's normal right now. So get some sort of Fitbit. I, I don't recommend you use your phone because hopefully you don't have your phone on you all the time. That'd be scary. Um, so use a, a Fitbit, maybe you've got an Apple watch, Garmin, something like that, or, or a ring, something that tracks your steps and figure out what normal is for you, what a baseline is. So, okay. Throughout the week on average, I get whatever, 5,000 steps a day from there, just set a, an intentional target to get a thousand more on average than you usually do. So it's like, okay, now my, my, my goal is going to be an average of 6,000 steps per day. And the reason I say average is because again, nobody's going to be perfect. You might have one day where you get 4,000, one day where you get, you know, eight or 9,000, one day where you get 12, one day where you get three, but try to have an average throughout the course of the week. Obviously, the more consistently you hit the daily goal, the more consistently you're going to hit the average. Um, but you can kind of zoom out a little bit and just focus on that average. So try to get just a thousand more steps than what you normally get each day. And one thing I want to mention too, before I get, go into the rest, kind of touching back on my story with my buddy, um, the word he used to describe the, like the, the, the advice with the serving of greens, he just said it was, it was profound. And that's not a word that you, people would usually use to describe something simple, like getting greens every single day or meeting a minimum step goal, because it's like, really, I already get steps in. What's the point? But he understood the compound effect that it had on his life, the ripple effect that it has, and that that's what made it profound. So as you listen to these, please don't listen to them and just say, oh, well, you know, yeah, I've heard people talk about steps, whatever, it's important, blah, 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 and then move on and keep listening to this episode, waiting for that tiny little nugget of absolute gold that shatters your paradigm of health and fitness. It ain't going to happen. All the stuff in here that I'm about to say, you're going to be like, yep, heard that, yep, heard that, yep, heard that. The only difference is that you just haven't actually applied it consistently because you've heard it and it seemed too small to even make a difference. So you haven't done it consistently. Pick two or, the, two or three of these things and do them very consistently and shoot me a message and let me know what the impact it has on your life. I guarantee you it's going to be a big one over time. The next one is uh, a 10 minute mobility session. And it doesn't have to be mobility. It can be stretching, some sort of calisthenic body weight work, just something uh, small every day. It doesn't have to be every day, but maybe a few times throughout the week, just for 10 minutes, step away from the screen, step away from the normal routine of the day, from the errands, from the hustle, from the busyness, and just set your timer on your watch for 10 minutes. Just do some stretching, do some mobility work. It is going to make not just a big impact in the way your body feels, moves, and performs, 
but again, a big impact on your mental health, giving yourself an opportunity to step away from the mundane normalcy of life. It can give you a new perspective there. So that's another one. Drinking enough water is huge. Most people do a decent job with this. I generally recommend anywhere from um, 0.35 to 0.55 ounces uh, of uh, water per pound. Wait a minute. Yeah, just half your body weight in honor. So, uh, half of your body weight in water. So 0.55 ounces um, of, of water per pound of, of body weight usually is what I, I recommend there. Um, and most people do a decent job with that. I would strive to make that something that's just water though. Not like, oh, water is in my Diet Coke, water is in my coffee. I would strive to get that from just normal water. So again, anywhere from 0.35 to 0.55 ounces uh, of water per pound of body weight is generally a decent goal to shoot for. I would strive to the higher end of that. Drinking enough water is not just going to help you feel better, not only going to help your digestion, but it's also extremely important for fat loss. Uh, good luck losing body fat when you're dehydrated. The next one, like I've mentioned several times, just getting a big serving of greens uh, each and every day. There are tons of easy ways to do this. Um, what I, what I would encourage you to do is attach it to something that's already a habit, already a ritual. So for me, more often than not, I have eggs for breakfast, um, or I'll have a smoothie of some sort in the afternoon. And so the two easiest ways for me to get those greens in, um, or to attach them to those habits. So I either put spinach in my eggs in the morning, cook them with my eggs, or I'll put a big serving of, of spinach or greens in my smoothie in the afternoon because those are two things that I already do automatically. I don't have to go out of my way to do it, so I put the greens in there, bada bing, bada boom, done. And anything I get on top of that is, is just a little bit of a bonus. So that's uh, a big one. The next one is change one thing for a better nighttime routine. Absolutely underrated. Nighttime routines are so underrated everybody's sleep is garbage because they're on their screens all night long. They're on their phones all night long, not wearing blue eye blocking glasses. They're just working themselves up with the anxiety of social media right before they go to bed. And they're wondering why their health is down the crapper because their sleep is down the crapper. Um, <clears throat> we want to get seven to nine hours of quality sleep every single night, as much as we can at least. And so a nighttime routine sets the tone for your sleep. So improve one thing with that nighttime routine. Uh, there are a few things I was having this conversation with my client the other day and we were going through a few different things that she could implement. Um, and, uh, I was sharing some of the things that I try to do. I'm not, I'm not great at it, but I try to do on a, on a consistent basis. One of them is just turning my phone off, like actually turning it off uh, a couple hours before bed and then plugging it in the room, uh, in a, in a separate room in the house. So it's not in the kitchen. It's not in my bedroom. It's in the office here in the house and I'll just plug it in there and leave it. So it's kind of out of, out of sight, out of mind. And at least for me, <clears throat> knowing that it's off and I am not going to be able to know when anybody messages me, I'm not going to be able to respond right away, helps me completely step away, not just physically, but also mentally from the uh, the constant nag of the phone that's in the back of your mind. So um, that's one thing you can do. Um, maybe you're going to not eat two hours before bed just so you sleep a little bit better. Uh, maybe you're going to start to dim the lights two hours before bed, just to kind of do the whole up with the sun, down with the sun type of thing, but pick one thing to create a better nighttime routine. And another, the next one is do the same thing for the morning, set, set the tone of your day in the morning. Okay. If you wake up immediately, start checking your emails, immediately start checking Instagram, social media, TikTok, whatever you are setting the tone for a very bad day. Okay. The, the minute you wake up and get out of bed, you need to make a decision that you are, you need to own every single decision and make sure that those decisions line up with what you truly want out of the day. 
And more often than not, people don't actually want to start their day scrolling on social media. They just do it because they haven't made the conscious decision to do anything else. And so their default when they're bored or when their mind isn't occupied is to, boom, immediately occupy it by opening up the phone. So do one thing in the morning to uh, create a better morning routine. That's gonna make a big difference. The next one is gonna be changing your focus from your body to your uh, performance. So maybe you've been focused on getting the last uh, little bit of belly fat off for a while. Let's shift that focus and think about your strength. So now your goal is to deadlift a certain amount of weight or do a certain amount of pull-ups or do a certain amount of weight on your squats, something like that. Go from aesthetic-based goals to performance-based goals. That, in my opinion, that's the most important one out of this, especially if you're someone that regularly exercises and has fitness goals, that's the one that you, is going to make the biggest difference for you, in my opinion. Um, it was a, it was an absolute game changer for me. So the ne- the last one here that I have for y'all is uh, changing your uh, focus nutritionally from impacting your appearance to impacting your digestion, your energy, how you feel, your mental clarity, all of that stuff. So one of my clients that I'm working with right now, uh, we'll, we'll call her Sarah. That's not actually her name, but we'll call her Sarah. We were talking about this yesterday during our check-in. And she was like, you know, one of the biggest things I notice uh, with the adjustments in nutrition is that I've had some amazing mental clarity from it. And it shows me how much I was depleting myself earlier. And that was a, that was a huge impact for her because she has a very demanding job. She has a super successful role in her job. There's just a lot of demand there and a lot of mental output. So she needs that energy. And so the shift in her nutrition helped her a lot with that. And she was like, okay, I see the value in nutrition far beyond what it's going to do to my body appearance wise. So when you're eating things, don't just think, how is this going to impact my weight or, you know, my appearance in the mirror? Think, is this going to help me feel best? Is this going to help me feel best? And if that's a yes, then consume it. And if it's a no and it's not worth it, then don't. If it's a no, but it is worth it, then do, you know, but start shifting your focus nutritionally from how it's going to impact your body's appearance to how it's going to impact your body's function, your digestion, energy, all that good stuff. That's going to make a drastic shift for you in your health and fitness. Next question. This one is from Drew underscore lifts on Instagram. Advice for someone who struggles with rest days. They test my sanity uh, with the emoji face that's like, it's not a grin. It's like a, all the teeth are trying. How do you describe that? I don't even know what that's called. Anyway, uh, I'll have to see what Siri says about that emoji. Okay, so let's see. Advice for someone who struggles with rest days. So this is the big one. A lot of people struggle with this, especially those that are into working out regularly. Um, I've, I find this to be very common with, uh, with two different, well, three different types of people. One, athletes, ex-collegiate athletes especially, they're just go, 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 go all the time, perform, 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 perform. Their identity is wrapped up in their performance, and if they're not performing, then they're not you know, fulfilling their destiny or their, you know, their identity or whatnot. So that's a big one. Ex-college athletes is a really big one, very common one. The next one is what people would traditionally call hard gainers. So people that are naturally smaller or leaner have a very easy time losing body fat, getting lean, staying lean, but they tend to have a harder time gaining weight, um, really fast metabolisms, all that good stuff. Because what happens is usually they, they, they are so obsessed with gaining muscle they feel that if they're not working out, what's happening is they're losing all their gains. They're just going to keep getting skinnier. What you are kind of discovering here is a lot of this has to do with an unhealthy relationship with exercise that comes that stems from uh, insecurities. Then the third one is the opposite end of that. People that have a harder time losing body fat, harder time staying leaner when they get leaner. 
tend to gain fat easily. These people feel like oh, they have an unhealthy relationship with exercise in the sense that, oh, I need to exercise in order to earn my food. I need to exercise to make sure I don't get fat. If I'm having a rest day, that means I'm having a get fat day. <laughs> and it, it might sound silly, but that's literally how people think. Um, that's how I used to think. A lot of us think that way one way or another. Uh, and so that's another common one. So those are the three common ways I see those things come out um, in people when it comes to rest days. So if any of you are feeling that way, I just, I want to say this, um, you're not alone there. It's, it's not a bad, you're not bad for thinking that it's, it's common. It's normal. Well, I shouldn't say it's normal. It's common. And there's definitely things you can do to, um, adjust it. I think that first and foremost, if you have a super unhealthy relationship with exercise and no amount of logic or reasoning or understanding the nuances of the science of health, of fitness, no amount of that is going to change your behavior. Talk to a therapist, like seriously, talk to a therapist about that because um, I think you're going to get so much value out of that. But this is what I would say to people that struggle with rest days. The time, like one thing that a lot of people don't realize that you might not realize is that working out is a stress. It is literally a stress on your body. If you were to do tests on your body after a workout, every single, all these markers would show it has been stressed, it is inflamed, it would say this is not good. This is not good for the body. But what happens is everything that improves, that makes the body better and healthier comes as a result of the recuperation, recovery process of that stressor, which is working out, right? So for example, building muscle. When you are working out in the gym, you are not building muscle. You're breaking it down. Literally, you're breaking it down. But in the time off, that is when your body is recovering and adapting and responding to that stimulus. Okay? So there are, there are always fluctuations of you being in a catabolic, breaking down muscle state, and an anabolic, building muscle state. What you want to do is have more times where you are in anabolic than you are catabolic. But anyway, if you constantly work out, not only can that impact your recovery, but that can also impact your performance, your ability to lift more weight, your ability to challenge yourself more. And that's not a road you want to go down. So the, the process of recovering is just properly is just as important as the process of getting the workout in. So that's one of the things that I would say, especially to the person that is leaner or skinnier and is obsessed with trying to build more and more muscle to the person that is, um, the, uh, the individual that has a hard time losing body fat, a hard time staying, uh, lean. I, I would say this. If you want to get leaner and stay leaner, you want to have a faster metabolism and you want to do so in a way that requires you to do less and eat more in order to get leaner because that's the, that's the easiest to maintain and it's the easiest to uh, make that fat loss happen. If you have to eat very little and work out a ton to lose body fat, not a good situation, right? But if you have to, wait, what did I say? Yeah, if you eat very little, work out a ton. I think that's what I said. But if you have to um, eat a good amount, work out very little, that's an ideal situation because now you have all this potential for adjustments in order to really accelerate the fat loss. And so if you do more and more and more and more and more and more manual work, and especially if you're underfeeding yourself, your body is going to have a negative metabolic reaction, means slowing down to that type of process, not necessarily just from the movement, but from the movement and the calorie restriction combined. So it's super important that you understand that the more you're putting that demand on your body, the more potential there is, especially if you're restricting calories, that you're shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to getting leaner. 
So it's important that you dedicate your workout time to allowing your body to build up what it needs to build up and then recover from that. Okay. The other thing that I would say is that the reason that you're working out or exercising in my honest opinion should not be to burn calories ever. I've never had one single client focus on how many calories that they burn in their workout ever. Not once nine years of training, not once, not a single freaking client because it doesn't really matter that much. A workout does burn calories, but the other benefits so far outweigh the burning calories in my opinion, because the burning calories is going to happen no matter what it's a byproduct, right? And it's way easier to adjust for those calories in your nutrition than it is by working out more. So that's why we don't worry about that in the workouts, but your workouts, you also get stronger. You build muscle there. You improve your mobility there. You improve your, um, your central nervous system function there in connection to your, your, your muscles and your recruitment pattern there. You improve your form, your technique, you build resiliency. You learn how to face challenges. You learn how to keep trying even when things don't seem like they're going out that going that well. Benefit after benefit after benefit far outweighs the benefit of burning calories, in my opinion. So the reason I say that is to say that if your workout is focused on burning calories, you're just going to end up being obsessed with burning calories. And that's why resting on an off day um, is going to bother you because you're thinking I'm not burning calories. So shift your focus away from burning calories and focus on performance. Okay. Um, the other thing that I would say is just that for anybody listening, a rest day does not mean be super lazy day. All it means is that you are taking a day off from your formal exercise, your formal workout. That's all it means. You can still go hiking. You can still go on a bike ride. You can still go on walks. You can do mobility work. You can do tons of stuff. It does not mean that by any means that you have to be lazy. You just want to make sure that your, that your activity on your recovery day doesn't negatively impact your recovery from the workout you previously did. So for example, let's say I do a lower body workout, right? My legs are pretty toasted. They're pretty fried. I'm going to need 48 hours to recover. Okay. I don't want to be obliterating myself with 90 minute, super intense bike rides two days in a row after I work out because that's going to negatively impact my recovery. But if I go on some, you know, if I go on two, three, four, 30 minute walks, that might actually help facilitate my recovery because the demand of that walk is extremely low. I get to get, I get to let the blood flow a little bit, move around a little bit. That can help facilitate recovery. Laying on the couch all day long with your feet up and doing nothing can also negatively impact recovery. I should say prolong it is what I should say there. So some light movement is actually really good and it's totally okay for you to do that. So don't feel by any means that a rest day means that you're sleeping around, taking naps all day, watching Netflix, whatever. Get some movement in. That's totally fine. Y'all, I hope you got something out of these, these two answers here to those questions. Um, if you have more questions on health, fitness, nutrition, any of that stuff, go ahead and submit those questions on Instagram on my story, and I will answer them for you here on the show. Now, if you know someone that could benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them, share it on social media, share it on your story, whatnot, and let your friends and family know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. 
So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.